Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome. This is episode 188 of the Two Vets Talk Pet Two Vets Talk Pets podcast for too much talking pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie and I'm joined by a man who literally just today has been found with a picture on social media of him holding a small bag of white powder. And he alleges that all it is is just whiz fizz. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? I am good, Robbie. How are you today? Oh, hello. You've gone, you've gone artificial intelligence. Not me with the white powder. Yes. Oh, wasn't it? This no. is this is Dr. Lewis Kirkham here. Kirkham? Yes. Uh, no, I am not artificial. Awesome. You may wonder why. Well, you're looking very robotic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, which is, which, no. which is no sort of difference. Yeah. No, 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 no. Whoa, what's oh, going hang on, on there, mate? You sort of skipped Whoa. in and out. What, what, what was happening there? What, what happened there? Like felt, like felt like it wasn't me, mate. It's 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 interesting because this week. felt like I was in Blade Runner. Well, well, this week we, we have actually been seconded, mate. Our back catalogue right. is going to be used uh, by um, by the, the, the makers of Siri. Oh really? On your phone, on your iPhone. Yeah, no, I haven't told you about this. So we did, we did get in contact. Someone did get in contact with us, and they're interested in using our back catalogue for Australian. Because you now when you use, I won't say the word because my phone will arc up. But S I R I S I R I S like like the taking the dog for a W A L K. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 and yeah, suddenly yeah. your your phone's yeah. ears prick up, and its tail starts <laughs> wagging, and so you know, it do, does a, does a little stress wee on that next to the front door. Yeah, <laughs> Run, runs to where the lead is, and yeah, yeah, yeah gets the yeah, air gets all yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and and um and so, but in Australia, it doesn't work very well because their accents. So they're looking for some very ocker accents. You know, I think very Australian accents, regionalized. To, I think we call them yeah, ocker. Well, well, regionalized, yeah. and uh, to to put in the background to teach the computers the AI behind Siri. So I reckon in a couple of years' time, once they've got it sorted, you'll be able to go, "Hey, Robbie," and you go, "Yes," yes. and that'll yes. be my voice. Yes, how can I help you? Yes. yes, you know, and you'd be like, oh, uh, what's the weather like outside? Ah, crikey, yeah. it's yeah, bloody crikey, freezing. Mate. It's it's snowing cats and dogs out there. Yeah, <laughs> freeze the balls <laughs> off a brass monkey. Exactly. So there you go. We, we've uh, our back catalogue, mate. Um, so stay tuned, listeners. You might be hearing more of us uh, coming to an iPhone near you. Well, and and here, here I was, Lewis, just thinking that this was just some silly little fun thing that, you know, two middle-aged mm. white guys who feel like the world needs to hear mm. from them, just putting something out there in the ether, turns out we're doing some good. Now, <laughs> yeah, how exactly. about that? Exactly. And when I spoke to a guy on Zoom, I, I said to him, you know, obviously we we got a few emails and I was thinking, oh, here we go. This is a, some sort of scam. And came on the Zoom and uh, chat to him and he said, what do you think? I said, well, you don't look like a Nigerian prince to me. So I reckon you don't have your whole family hasn't recently been in a plane crash. So we'll, we'll, let's try it out. We'll see what let's, happens. Let's give it a shot and see, yeah. see where we go. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, is their transcription going to be any better than the, the initial transcriptions Ooh. that you did of those first 
couple of episodes because, oh, my goodness, did they come up with some very, very interesting uh, interpretations of what we said? Like, are they have they improved the AI in the five years since we've been doing the podcast? Well, no, that's why they're using us, mate, because it, we, our voices, are going to improve the AI so the transcription will improve. Wow. So there you go. I know it's good stuff, isn't it? This, so, this, is, like, this is like Matrix style, mm. you know? Like, we're, we're, part of, we're part of the – we're the ghost in the machine. Exactly. We're behind when – you, when Siri gets better, we're behind it. Wow. It's us. Basically, it's wow. all, especially in Australia. Not sure so much in America, South like Canada, Africa, New Nigeria. Zealand, Canada. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, Botswana. No, Australia. Well, well there, there you go, Madagascar. There you go. Get your own get your own <laughs> veterinary podcast going in your own country. And Syria, Mr. Syria, come knocking on your door. Exactly. Hey, now, mate, speaking of um, you know, AI and more than meets the eye, oh my goodness, did we have a corker of a case this week? Yeah. So um picture this monday morning um so mon- mondays at, at, at the waverly animal hospital it's the robbie and christina show out the back it's basically load load up um uh, me and christina we're out the back and we're just smashing through surgeries oh, like oh, like a, like wrecking balls you had me away mate pg show i, I you're at work right oh, pg yes yeah, right i got you now got very you. professional Th- thanks very for very that professional yes yes, yes. Yeah, know, very professional long time married yes Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. It's all, all just, you know, very, um, you know, re- respectful and PG as it is now. And you know, it's a workplace. So yeah, you need to, you need to, you need to set certain standards. Absolutely. Understand. Um, and so we had a, had a spay booked in and, um, so I had all these, you know, weird and odd little lumps that I needed to be cutting off, not off myself, off, off patients. Um, and so Christina was getting started on a spay for me. And so, um, she's, she's cracking in. She's like, um, Hey, can you come and have a look at this and see what you reckon? I said, "Oh, yeah, okay, right. Let me uh, let me come and have a look." Um, now, hang on. I've just um, just uh, sorry, listeners. I should have got this ready, but um, uh, a photo, I, photo for a, listeners. A, a you photo. should have got that uh, ready early because they're 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 waiting. Just that, like, they are waiting, looking they're... at their speaker, going, "Where's this photo, Robbie?" It's like, yeah. it's, well, it's... I w- I will put it up because I didn't want to put it on the on any of the other socials because I wanted you to um. See it, see it, good and good and fresh. Have here. the so, shock and awe aspect of ooh, absolutely wow. shock and awe. So, um, very good okay, at feeling, uh, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. You just keep feeling for a second. <laughs> I just want to try and send this to you. Anyway, so while we're waiting for that to come over the ether waves, um, I've had a bit of a cold this week. So have you? Uh, yeah, that's all. Last week, last week. Sorry. And uh, yeah, the disappointing thing is getting a cold and not being COVID. Like I know that sounds a bit silly, but it's like I'm sick. I can't go to work. But I'm COVID negative. So I'm, eh, it's really not, you know, I feel like I'm I'm not quite as as tough as I should be in that uh, in that I haven't got COVID. I've just got a cold, you know. It's just sorry, a cold can't, can't, can't swear. And I'm coughing over everyone, so I can't come in. Um, it, it, it is a it is a funny one now, isn't it? So mm. where, where where you do get yourself, I've just sent it through, so we'll talk, we'll get back on and say, um, but um where you, you know, so so we've had so many people that have been that have been sick with non-COVID related illnesses that have then gone, oh hang on, this is all, you know. They're back to working in a couple of days later, but then if it was actually COVID, so we've had this week. That was part of the story with this one of where we've had um, uh, Steph, who was uh, who was working, she had to go home, or she was sick. Ash, um, Ash was off with COVID. Uh, we had Janelle doing her, sitting her memberships. So we had we had all these vets down. And then what do you what what else would you want on a uh, on a Monday when you're already a couple of vets down than 
a spay that's a little bit uh, a little what bit is funny. it is that a, is that a testicle where the ovary should be mate is that what we're looking at so what you're looking at on that picture is um is so christine is in there looking 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 for the uh for the ovary so for the listener at home uh when we're in doing a spay we go in fishing we try and find the uterus um and then we go uh work our way down, grab the ovary, and then you pull it up, cut it out, and, uh, and and do that on both sides and then take the cervicat. That's the general way that we do an ovario hysterectomy. So Christine has found this strange little structure that was up in the spot near where the, where the ovary should be. And this dog from the outside is absolutely female. So she's two years old, had quite an involuted vulva. And so she had like a, a Kelpie kind of dog. And so I'd said to the owners, look, let's wait until she has a season because I'd rather see whether or not we can get that vulva to come out a little bit. Got to two years, hadn't had a season. I thought, oh, look, we've just got to get in there and do something just in case something weird's happening. And uh, yeah, Christina said, uh, what do you reckon that is? And I go, well, I think that's what you've got to be removing, but that doesn't actually look like what it's mm. supposed to. So I said, I actually reckon that looks like it's a testicle. Yeah. So, um, so in that then bit of tissue that's running away from it, where usually you would expect to see the, uh, the, the uterus running down, there was nothing. There was nothing there. There was no epididymis. Wow. There's no, no vas deferens, nothing like that. So there were, well, you know, you can't remove what you can't find. So let's remove what we have found. We made sure that it wasn't like a ureter or something that was attached to a weird kidney or anything mm. like that. So, um, so yeah, we removed these things on both sides, sent one of them off to the lab and yet came back as hypoplastic testicular tissue. Wow. So, plastic meaning that it's sort of not, hasn't grown properly, but yeah, is um so, so she must be a, a, a genetically male, uh, like genetically male, but then something has just happened where she's either that those testicles haven't received the signals to kick off the uh, the uh, testosterone production, or her body started to produce testosterone, but it's just not recognizing it. Don't know, mm. but yeah. So that was wow. a uh, yeah, that was a nice uh, nice funky one for what should have been a nice uh, easy Monday. Yeah, that's a bit of a spin out, mate. Yeah, amazing photo you've got there, and what's this this sick one you photo you sent through? Is that, oh, hang on, what's that, that one? Other- that's a- other testicle. Whoa, whoa, oh, hang yeah, on, hang on. No, yeah. you, did you mean to send? I don't think you meant to send that one. For, all right. No, no, I don't think hey, that one. No, no. Anyway, I to send you the first one, the one with all the blood on it. That was the <laughs> testicle one I wanted to send you. Um, so, so how how, how bizarre? Yeah, is that? That's a spin so, out. Have you ever had one one of those? I don't know. I feel like I've had some sort of hermaphrodite surgery of some sort. I'm not sure I've had that exact sort of scenario Variation. particularly yeah. yeah yeah i can't really remember we get a few weird ones every now and then but that's certainly a very old one that's, yeah that's, that's impressive yeah the, the the good thing is the dog's name is a very um unisex name so oh, yes so yes. so so there's oh, no good. need to so so we had there, there was no good. um having to you know sort of try and change names or any sort yeah. of uh you know difficulty with that but yeah yeah as you say absolute spin out well, fair enough we had a, uh, actually a little kitten uh, come in maybe three weeks ago and um Oh, I didn't say it on the last podcast. So I just wasn't sure how things were going to go. And oh, okay, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I mentioned it. And it came in really unwell. Now, temperature really, really high. Temperature, you know, 41 and a half, which is yeah. very high for a little kid. Oh, yeah. It was maybe 10 weeks old, I want to say. Maybe a little bit older. Three weeks ago, maybe 12 weeks. And um, I thought, oh, it's really unwell. It done a bit of diarrhea coming in. I thought, well, maybe it's got a bit of gastro. The owners had had it a week or so. It had flown down from Queensland. 
Yeah, okay. Um, I think. Anyway, and so it had poo all over its bum. So the nurse sort of said, oh, we'll go and clean it up. And, you know, you have a chat to the owner, sort of thing. So chat to the owner. The nurse sort of called me out back. Oh, can you come and have a look at this? So come me out the back, uh, have a look at the, you know, they've washed the bottom on the kitten. And fit, uh, the kitten had been already de-sexed before, oh, it, okay. before it had flown down. Um, and, in fact, um, it had a, uh, an infected a testicle area. Oh, really? On its, yeah, oh, around, around its testicle where it had been. So obviously it had the surgery and then maybe travelled very quickly afterwards yeah, and right. maybe sat in its own poo or made a bit of a mess or something and infected yeah. the whole area. And I'd never seen that before. Wow. So it ended up, uh, you know, I gave it some treatment. I said, let's come back the next day, see the temperatures come down, see where we're at. Hadn't hadn't improved since then. So I actually went off to the emergency centre for five days on fluids, yeah, pain relief, had a bit of an emergency. Uh, an internal medicine specialist have a look at it, went on some antibiotics, um, further antibiotics. And and I saw it back again today. And it was a case of, you know, when you walk into a consult and, uh, yep, oh, hey, guys, you know, I saw the kitten out there and I, you know, I didn't know it was the kitten I'd seen through it yeah. earlier. Um, hey, guys, my name's Lewis. Yeah. Oh, no, we've met you before. I thought, like, oh, okay, that's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we were here with the first time before we spent six grand at the specialist. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, okay. Well, that's a worry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's this kitten. Oh, my goodness, it's grown. It's double in size. It looks amazing. You know, it's eating yeah. all the treats off the table. It's going crazy. I was like, oh. This is a fantastic consult. So good to see we're going well. Because at the time I was thinking, oh, maybe it's feline infectious peritonitis. Yes. Not such a good prognosis. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But oh, it's just great to see the kitten was huge. I didn't even recognize it was so much bigger and so much happier. Wow. Yeah, really it, lovely outcome. Amazing how much uh, growth a kitten can do when it's not trying to pour a whole lot of pus yes. out of a scrotum. Yes, I know. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. That was terrible. Yeah. yeah. And it was interesting. I mean, I probably would have noticed when I took the temperature but it was the nurses and how helpful nurses can be as part of your diagnostic thing going, Hey Lewis, this doesn't look right. Can you look at this? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's not right. That's Thank not you. right at all. Thank no, you. No. Yeah. Highlighting hey, that. Hey, speaking of swollen scrotums, can I, a question without notice. That um, second photo you sent me. You yes. Think? Yeah. Is yeah. That, yeah. Oh, that, oh, no, no, no. So we're at now. No, 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 not, not that one. No, no, no. Still, still keep that one for later. Still, Just um, for the Patreon. Pa- Patreons. Yeah. That's mm. a Patreon mm. special. Um, mm. Yeah. I think that's like the, 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 the 15th tier, that one. Um, so, <laughs> Have you noticed, like, so with um, doing more desexings of uh, mature male dogs, um, particularly larger ones, so you know, your, your big dogs that have got big nuts, so when you take it out, you've got the big saggy scrotums, are you finding um, you're getting more of them that are getting swollen scrotums post-operatively? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure if it's more. I'm not sure if it's uh, no, I wouldn't say it's more. Yeah, okay. We do get yeah. the one occasionally, like what? Well, once every once a month, maybe I want to say once every two months. Yeah, okay. You get the yeah. one that blows up now. He's go, oh, you haven't taken the testicles out. And you're like, yes, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I did the surgery. Yes, yes and it did. We did do that. It's yeah. just a big blood clot that's in there now. A couple of blood clots. So yes. No, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Th- I don't feel I am. You feel like you're getting a few more that are. Oh, I don't know, mate. It's more vascular, is it? Well, I think it's a. I think it's still just one of those things where you've got a. Um, my theory is that when the testicles are sitting inside the scrotum, you know, this, the 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 testicles and the scrotum are usually sort of quite sort of caudal, like so they they hang around out the back of the leg. Mm-hmm. So so you know these dogs that have got these big muscly thighs. But then once the testicles come out, the scrotum moves a little bit further forward. And once it swells, it starts to, you know, I think sometimes it gets a little bit of chafing, oh, a, bit a little of bit of chafing. Rubbing. Yeah. Bit like, the, is that 
that's not that photo you sent no, me after still you not run. That, photo. that wasn't no, the, no. the after you after the marathon with the muscular thighs and the and the bit of chafing you've got there. Is that is that, that no, red, no 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 that, that's that, that rash I can see there. No 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 that, that one there. It's a bit a bit of um sort of Q rash and, and baby powder on there, mate. That's that's, that's how you tell it was mine. A bit of a bit of Vaseline on Vaseline. there. That's, that's what you reckon's the go. The tub yeah. the tub of Vaseline at the forty k mark at the marathon is that yeah. right? It's just everyone's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the communal one. Fingers, yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah you, you just want to, yeah, yeah, it's, um, I mean, the, the good thing is they got the hand sanitizer there first. Oh, so right, first or hand second. Sanitizer. And, it, and, and much like in Seinfeld, you just got to make sure you don't double dip. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, don't double yeah. dip, but that's no good at all. No. Sorry about this, listeners. Um, but no, I saw a, um, a case during the week of a, um, a shepherd that, um, really, you know, uh, a, a shepherd that's quite anxious. And so he, um, He's had a really rough post-operative time where his scrotum has swelled and he's really painful, but then he got diarrhea on his anti-inflammatories. Mm. And so it's just mm. been this, you know, Venn diagram of everything that could possibly go wrong for this poor dog has. Yeah. Uh, and so he's he's slowly getting better now, but um, you know, I've had to sort of go for this real big sort of you know, multi-modal approach. Wow. Right. Well, we've got to deal with your anxiety. So we're going to do that with this. We're going to deal with your pain. We're going to do it that way. You're not eating. So we're going to try and get you eating this way. Um, plus we need to try and take the swelling out of your scrotum. So we're going to try and do this, but your owners have to get to the point where they can actually touch your scrotum to put some cream on. Mm. So, oh man, it's been a, it's been an ordeal, but it is slowly getting, slowly getting better. But um, yeah, wow. I, just, I, I just sort of was wondering when you were talking about having an infected, um, infected scrotum, it just, Pinged my my reminder, not of the right. photo that I sent you, no, but of yeah. this case that I saw during the week. Yeah, a German Shepherd, did you say, mate? German Shepherd. Yes, German oh, Shepherd. Haemophilia tends to do that. That cause a lot of bleeding and swelling. Oh, is there yeah, anyway? Yeah, yeah, anyway, just an aside. Excellent. Yeah, yeah no, that, that that explains <laughs> that the little trail of blood that he had coming through. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I should yeah. have thought about that. I should, I should have bought this up earlier. Mental um, note. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now, uh, now, now you've um, you've you've gone jump back on the uh, on the conference train. You uh, you've 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 spurned COVID, and you uh, you managed to get back up to the conference center up at the Gold Coast. What what uh, what cutting edge things have you brought back from the conference for us and for the listeners, Lewis? Well, mate, there's a uh, well. We, we, we may in a, in a few weeks' time have a bit of interview with, uh, with one of our sponsors about a new product they've come, a new light therapy treatment for uh, 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 resistant bacteria and skin infections. So L- Light therapy, you yeah. say? Yeah. Any more sizzle than that or you just want to no, le- leave, leave that, that just little leave that taste? We'll, we'll leave, leave the rose-coloured glasses. Look at that. Oh, and and right. you have seen the photo. With the I have seen the photo. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We'll leave that until maybe maybe a few weeks time. We might have, might have a chat about that. But oh, it was a good conference. Uh, a lot of behaviour stuff, of course, which is right up my alley. Yes, uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And also, look, one might say that uh, you know a forty-five-year-old man may have gone out a few times at night, just <laughs> a little bit later than he should have, and yes. maybe got very tired over the over the five-week period. So, a lot of a yeah. uh, lot of learning. Oh, good. And a lot of socialization, which um, which I haven't done for a long time because of COVID and everything else. So, yeah, yeah very, hey, very fun with uh, now, Russ, and, uh, Russ and Willow there. Good fun. Good fun. Hey, can I, can I ask you a fairly candid question mm-hmm. on that? Um, uh, how many of the eight o'clock lectures did you actually attend? I, all of them. All of them? Everyone. Everyone. Yep. Everyone. Yeah, yep, missed one. Yep, yep, yeah, but how many of those did you yep, sit up the front for rather than up the back where you eight o'clock, straight up, out? Straight up out of it. Straight, up, straight no up there. All. Yep. 15 yep. star jumps and six burpees and then you know, a cup of coffee and in you go. You realise my bosses listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. 
and, 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 and welcome, welcome, uh, Lewis's bosses, Julie's. Uh, welcome, the Julie's. Yeah, yes. thanks, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, the last time I went up to a conference, um, you know, flying solo, um, when I came home, um, so I was, uh, what was it up the Gold? Yeah, I think it might have been the Gold Coast a couple of years ago. Um, no, it was Brisbane. It was Bris Vegas, and I came home and um, I, I flew back on the on the last night of the of the conference and um, got home pretty late. And I sort of jumped into bed and um, and I woke Christina up and she's gone, oh, how was the how was the um, how was your flight? And she sort of put her arm over. You got. Hang on, have you put on weight? <laughs> yes. But, uh, yes. I, 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 th- I think I may have. I yes. think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there's definitely that's occurred. No doubt about it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Four, four days of sitting sitting on one's butt for uh, from, from eight till five o'clock and then. Just uh, eating and drinking, e- yeah. E- yeah. E- eating and drinking, just carb loading after, you know, and that, that happy carb loading hour in the uh, in the conference hall. Well, we were all joking about like, oh, yep, yeah, Dev, well, I'll be away for a week. Yeah, look, it'd be like a health retreat. I'm going to come back trim. <laughs> I work out every day. There's a gym at the hotel I'm staying at. Brilliant. Yeah, there's a pool. I'll be doing laps. I'm going to get as fit as anything. Fresh fruit for brekkie every morning. Or you're just out there on you're out there on Broad Beach. You just go running up and down the beach like like a hassle hop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. More hoff than hassle. (laughs) And uh and um and we uh yeah, first morning, yeah, nice, uh, nice cooked. Cooked English breakfast, yeah. Nice. Get started with a couple of hash browns. And just, a- just, just clog the arteries up right oh, right. Yeah. word go. Yeah, ex- exactly. And a few pastries. Perfect. 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 Yeah. Um, so, uh, and and just uh, again, you know, just as another, um, you know, uh, thing for the listeners, um, uh, who, who had the best lollies on offer um, of the, uh, uh, of the different, uh, the, the, the different, uh, you know, stalls. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't it? I actually found it was interesting. I found it difficult to go around to each of the stalls. Normally, I'm the kind of guy who go and say hi to everyone, and there are yeah. lots of people on you. But a lot of people were sort of, you know, I suppose knew of me walking past. And I just, I just wasn't quite up to it, you know. So I think yeah, it was okay. a bit of that COVID. But so I didn't certainly go to all of them. Um, one of the favourite ones was there was a stand that had a pen that had a stylus on it. Oh, uh, for drawing on the iPad, which April insisted I got twenty of those pens because she needs twenty styluses <laughs> for her, her iPad. So that was a good stand. Uh, but yeah, there was another one that had the uh, you know that you smash the hammer down on the on the on the plate and you see how high it goes up in the air, ding, you know. Yep. And which which seemed fun the first day until by the final day, like what's that massive noise that's occurring and shaking the whole room every time it occurs. So yeah, no, I'm sure the people that had the stall next to that oh, were absolutely wrapped. Yeah. There was uh, actually the people next door were Zilkeen. So oh, really? they could have been trying a little bit of their own product. What, if they felt a little bit anxious with the loud noises that were occurring next door to them. So, my goodness. How, how would have their product worked for that, Lewis? Oh, well, it's a mild anxiety, lowering medication, alpha-cazozapine. Wowzers. Um, yeah, very good. Very good for those cats and dogs that are mildly anxious. And if maybe your cat's flying down, it's uh, flying down, just being desexed, flying down from Brisbane. It's got an infected nutsack. Yeah, you don't want yeah. to get too stressed. Before it comes down with its inflamed ball, yeah. Put on some zilkeen. Perfect, uh, perfect yeah, idea. Very, very tasty. Uh, you can open it, sprinkle on the food. Really, really good product, and I'm sure it helped those people 
Not that it's registered for human use. Yeah, if they wanted to next to the the big sledgehammer stand. Uh, they, I'm sure they could have used it. So absolutely. And of course, we also had delicate care was there as well. So good to catch up with Andre. And so, so hey, the Australian nice guy, Andre, Australian owned, Australian made. They're still deep in uh, arthritis. Uh, month or, or season, I suppose we are now that we're in, in winter over here. Well, I tell you what, Lewis, with, with ingredients choices like glucosamine, chondroitin, green lip muscle, um, to name a few, it's no wonder that they're you know, literally earlobe deep in uh, in arthritis month. Exactly. Yeah. The, the green lip muscle earlobe is is very full of <laughs> omega-3 fatty acids. So, But it's, it's Australian made, Australian owned. Um, ethically sourced uh, um, products, so the kangaroo and the the duck is all ethically sourced. So go online, check it out, delicatecare.com.au for more information or stockists near you. Absolutely. And also a big thank you to our Patreon subscribers, the uh, uh, the, the people that have gone to patreon.com and search for Two Vets Talk Pets and uh, have sung a, a little bit of coinage our way. Uh, we, we appreciate it very, 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 very much. Uh, we, we know we, we appreciate all our listeners and everyone that, uh, that gets into contact and, uh, and, and a special place in our heart goes to our, our Patreon subscribers. So if, if you'd like that, then, uh, head to patreon.com, search for two vets, talk pets and, uh, yeah, you know, see, see what's on offer. If you want a sticker or maybe even a t-shirt, come and check us out. Hey, absolutely. Everyone's a winner on Patreon. Yeah, hey, mate, um, we just need to pause for a sec because I can just hear a puppy trying to terrorise the door that I'm in here. She hasn't destroyed anything just yet, which is great. But um, Christina sent me a wonderful picture um, when I was at work yesterday saying, I don't need this um, of a, uh, a pot plant that um, Sage had pulled out in the bedroom, ripped out and then shaken the, all the dirt. You know, you, know how oh. we, you know how they like to try and make sure that there is not one single thread of root that has any dirt on it at kill all. Kill it. Got to kill it. It's exactly what you do. And out, 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 out it all went everywhere. So, oh, uh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Poor pot that, plant. That's the new puppy for the listener out there. Uh, Robbie's got a uh, little sage come on board. Very, yes. very cute. Very, sage very by cute. name and definitely not sage by nature. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. A bit like a bit of burnt sage by nature, mate. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. anyway. All righty. So, oh, this was a, an article. News. Now, it's interesting the contrast we get within a week on the news, uh, the sort of run round of the news. So this was a oh, yeah, right. yep. two, two articles, both from the Sydney Morning Herald. First one, June 3rd, vet speaks out after being fined for leaving three puppies inside dog after C-section. Oops. So cesarean section, definitely yep. oops, definitely oops. a bit of an oops there. A Perth vet who was found guilty of unprofessional conduct after leaving three puppies inside a pregnant bull terrier says she is mortified by her mistake, but claims it could happen to anyone. Now, I agree. I I think we'd all be mortified by that. Yep. Uh, and yes and no, I certainly think it could happen to any of us potentially. Mm. That's yep. certain, certainly, um, I can't say specific and I've heard of stories of it happening, certainly. Yeah. Dr. Karen Easterly, who owns Vets to You in Bibra Lake, I'm not sure where that is. Might be in WA, I think. Anyway, yes, WA said she had to pay out thousands of dollars in legal costs despite multiple letters of support from clients and other vets. Mm. The case, which was taken to the state administrative tribunal, was related to an elective C-section on a two-year-old dog named Mira in October 2021. Easterly sedated Mira and removed five puppies. So it must be before the cesarean. Before concluding, there was no more to be delivered and closing the incision. 
Okay, so they've got a few things from there. Pretty sure yes. I had general anesthetic, not Correct. sedation. Yep, yep. Uh, and and that was the cesarean, right? Yeah, sedation got me a little bit there. After the surgery, not like the media to get yeah, yeah, screw screw something off. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are the media, I suppose. We would oh, never well, get yes. anything wrong, would we? At, no. at all? No, never. no, 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 no. We stand by our stand by our our, our word and our funny. Our word is our honor. Yes, and the photos you send me, they're yours too. Absolutely. You stand, by, you stand by that one too. Yes. Yeah. I stand with a wide base stance though, because you know, things are a little, little yeah, burning. Rashy. Yeah. Rashy. Yes. Yeah. After the surgery, Mira was discharged back to Rona, but at 6am the next day, she gave birth to a dead puppy. Oh, Eastley was called out. And while she was there, Mira gave birth to another dead puppy alongside a third, which managed to survive. Basically, oh, Congratulations. Yeah. Well, no. He said that one of the five dogs which had been delivered correctly had died as well due to hydrocephalus, a right. buildup of fluid in the brain. That's unfortunate. There was no way to know if he would have, if they would have survived anyway, she said. I attended Mira immediately, refunded the surgery fee and sent Mira for an ultrasound to check all as well after the puppies were delivered, for which I paid. I came to a settlement agreement with the owner, compensated her for the two lost puppies, even though there was no way to know if they would have survived, given one of the five delivered by cesarean, by the owner's own admission, died from hydrocephalus. The owner agreed not to make any complaint, but had in fact done so before she'd even signed the agreement. Easily said she produced letters from other breeder clients who had the same experience at various clinics to help support her case. They, however, were mature enough to realize that mistakes can happen to anyone and vets are human just like anyone else, she said. They didn't expect compensation or report to the vet board. I present dozens of letters of support from clients. I also spoke with a professional veterinary witness who stated that this could happen to anyone and it had happened to him personally on more than one occasion. Hmm. He stated that this came, this had this come before the board in any other state, it would not have got past the first meeting. Mm, interesting little mm. uh, little shots fired. Yeah, what shade? What the, yeah. the WA board think about that little number? Yeah, I was not, however, prepared to pay five thousand dollars for his letter to present to the SAT, which is the state tribunal or whatever it was, state administrative tribunal. The case was taken to the state administrative tribunal by the Veterinary Surgeons Board of Western Australia, which argued there was a proper cause for disciplinary action under the Veterinary Surgeons Act. At the mediation session held on May 26, it was agreed that Easterly was guilty of unprofessional contact as a veterinary surgeon and should be reprimanded. It was also agreed that Easterly fell substantially short of the standards of the professional conduct that could be reasonably expected to be observed by members of the veteran profession of good repute and competency. The tribunal found that a vet surgeon should, after removing puppies, thoroughly check to ensure no more remained and suit to the incision only after confirming this through multiple methods. Easterly, who was remorseful and voluntarily undertook further online training after the incident, was fined $1,000 and must pay $3,000 to cover the cost of the application. Vets to you services the southern suburbs in the Perth metropolitan area out to the inland suburb of Armadale and the coastal one of Warnbro. Easterly has 20 years experience and graduated from Murdoch University in 2001 with a Bachelor of Science in Veterinary Science and a Bachelor of Veterinary Medicine and Surgery. She had no prior disciplinary history. Now, mm. straight to you, Robbie. Yes. Thoughts, comments. Here we go. This will be good. Gee whiz. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a massive That's can a of worms, one. isn't it? Isn't it? You know? um, isn't it? But you know, I, well, I think. Uh, I, I, look, yeah. I think you know was a mistake made. Absolutely, you know, I, and 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 she is not, 
She is not um, trying to hide it. She is she is remorseful of it. She she um, actioned things appropriately where she's gone. Well, let's send you off for an ultrasound and make sure that there's absolutely nothing else there, um, that everything else is going along, uh, that everything is OK. Um, you know, yeah, yes, she made a mistake, but I think she's tried to rectify that as as appropriately as what you possibly could. Um did what she do, you know, uh, I, I mean, she's going to be kicking herself. Like, could you imagine being inside mm. of that, that oh, poor, yeah. poor vet's head, mm. you know, for the, for the next two, three weeks after it. And if she's been out for 20 years, she's our age. So she's probably got a family. She's probably got, you know, oh, who knows what else is going on in, in her life as well. Um, and that's an honest mistake. It's a bad mistake. The dog survived. Or the the, the mum mm, survived. Puppies, you know? Yeah. Mm. But far out. What about you? Where do you sit on it? Yeah, yeah. look, it's a difficult one for me. I think the fact that, yeah, you're right. She's gone through the stress of having going to the vet board for and then being caught out for unprofessional conduct. When, look, I, I would think that there would be a lot of vets that that potentially would have happened to them, and that sort of thing can happen for a lot of reasons. So, mm. you know, obviously, when we're at uni, we're taught, yeah, when you do a cesarean, you know, you're um you know, you're checking everything from right up to the ovaries on both sides, right down the, all the way to the, to the cervix, to the pelvic canal when you do the yep. surgery. And then also potentially if you haven't got an X-ray beforehand to count how many puppies there were, you're most likely doing an X-ray after the surgery, maybe mm-hmm. um, to, to check, are there any puppies sort of still there before you sew up? Now that's, that's a really ideal world of looking at it. And th- mm-hmm. there are so many permutations of that, that, that may mean that um, that you don't get to do all that, or you miss the puppy that's stuck in the birth canal or down in the right down the vagina. That you know you're there on your own after hours, or you're there with one nurse and the, the dog's bleeding, and there's lots of things going on. Yeah, you're trying to wake it up. You, you, the you blood know. pressure's terrible. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we've got to try. Yeah. And, yeah, you know we didn't we couldn't get the X-ray. The X-ray machine was playing up. We couldn't do what whatever the the reason. I forgot. You know, but is that unprofessional conduct? I. I don't know. I really, I do feel for her that she's been I dragged over the coals. I mean, we weren't at the hearing. We, we mm-hmm. I'm not criticizing the, the vet board. I'm just giving sort of, I suppose, my sort of thoughts that, mm. you know, maybe there's some other way that she wouldn't have had to go through the stress of, of, of doing all that because it's very stressful waiting for the vet board to, to make, have the hearing and make their decision. And, and, you know, yes, I guess in the future she would be x-raying, you know, post, mm post-procedure and 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 you're learning from that i guess the thing that worries me a little bit is somebody's come forward and said i've done it more than once it's like Ooh. yeah 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 mm. yeah uh, i think you yeah. only do that sort of thing once and then you go all right i do need to make sure we try and do all these things you know mm. it's, it's like when you do a cystotomy on a on a dog that's got uh bladder stones uh, bladder stones yeah, yeah. And you're like you know, you can you can pass a catheter and you can flush back and forward and you can shake hands with the person on the other side when you're doing surgery yep. through the urethra, whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Which is kind of what you gotta do with a Caesar, poke your finger through. Can you see my finger coming out there? Yep. Okay, I, I think the last time I've done a Caesar, that's what I did. Like I yeah. pass a big pair of forceps down yeah. and go, hang on. Can you, you know, see this? Somebody go, can, can you feel that? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Right. You can right. No, there's no puppy between yeah. me and you. Right. We chuck that one out. Yeah. You know, and then, and then we start to stitch up. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so certainly. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and, but th- they can happen. It's always in the back of your mind. It's like when you, even a foreign body that dog's eaten or something, mm. you sort of, you take one foreign body out and you're always thinking, well, 
yeah, I've checked the rest of the intestine, but is there a chance there's another one there that I've, I've missed? Yeah. Is that unprofessional of me if I leave it in there? You know? Yep. I, well, I can't say. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I certainly, certainly, well, the vet board is there to hold the standards. So that's mm. their job to work out where that line is. That's, that's not for us to criticize. And we're yeah. absolutely not trying to tell them how to do their job because that's, mm. that's why they're there. So, yeah. but you're right. I think there'd be a lot more vets on tippy toes going, Oh, wow. I'm a bit, you know, it just, just creates extra anxiety that, mm. that like you said, that, yeah, you know, mistakes do happen um, yeah. at, at what point is it is 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 a mistake and, and severe enough to be considered un, unprofessional con, conduct and yeah and that that's that's um that's a really interesting one where you know, we're certainly not here trying to tell the vet board how, no. how to draw that line at all yeah. but but yeah the, the other thing that i think would be interesting with that um with the scenario that's happened to that vet is the two pups that were that were passed that that were dead is what state those pups are actually in. Cause you know, sometimes like if you're doing a um, like those pups could have been, you know, could have been mummified fetuses as well. So it may have actually been that feeling from the outside that they may have actually not felt like puppies within the, again, just hypothetically yeah, speaking, they just don't know. Yeah. You know, and, and it may have been that then once the, like the, the, the vet may have removed the pup that was, blocking the pelvic canal again hypothetically speaking you know may have removed the pup that was blocking the pelvic canal because they're bulldogs so you know they're not the right shape for to be able to deliver their pups anyway bull terrier um, a bull terrier um so you know mm. it may have been that then suddenly things opened up but who knows who knows yeah. it's, you know, they don't have to do many cesareans at the waverley animal hospital no. so that's you know and, and i must say i think probably cesareans are the thing that seems to get a lot more complaints from owners breeders than mm. anything else i think and it's all to do with life and death of puppies which is which is terrible mm. um but generally vets are just trying to do the best they can in in that situation well then that that then opens up the next um the next can of worms is uh how ethical is it breeding dogs that have yeah. to have elective yeah. cesareans you yeah. know like mm. i think that's a that's a massive can of worms then we might talk about another day well, that's right. Well, speaking, yeah. So you go from this in the in the yes. Sydney Morning Herald, you know, on the uh, where we're the third of June. Then the eleventh of June, we get another article from the Sydney Morning Herald: disturbing reality pushes vets to distress. Yes, a romanticised image of veterinary workers, all puppies and kittens. Well, yep. yeah, that was was puppies, Zary. Yes, yep. yeah. <laughs> Mask the disturbing reality that vets are four times more likely to die by suicide than the Australian general population and twice as likely to do so as other health workers. So you can see a real juxtaposition there. You've got one mm. article was talking about the stress that potentially a vet would be under for the mistake mm. that they've owned up to um, yeah. and then been subsequently punished for or you yeah. know, reprimanded for. And then this one saying, oh, vets are under distress. A key cause of the stress is not dealing with the sick or even dying animals, but the way vets are treated by loving pet owners. Two studies, in, including one by the Australian Veterinary Association, have revealed the dire effects on the mental health of vets and veterinary nurses, especially those who are young women, of owners who are kind to their pets, but not always to their vets. The association study of 2,500 people working in the veterinary industry, 
uh, who identified as female showed that 60, nearly two thirds of them reported having experienced a mental health condition linked with their work, including 42% in the previous 12 months. So that's a massive number. Mm. Two thirds of all females said they had some mental health problems. Wow. Um, due to their work, women, stu- women, comma, students, comma, vet nurses, and 25 to 29 year olds were the most likely to rate their mental health as poor or very poor. So the new ones that are out in the profession, just starting yep. out. A small study by Dr. Nadine Hamilton uh, from Love Your Pet, Love Your Vet, a psychologist who treats only vet workers and did her PhD research into why poor mental health and suicide were prominent in the field found 70% of vets said they knew a veterinary colleague who had died by suicide and that the public was largely unaware of this. Well, that's certainly true. Australian passenger... Oh, that was a... (laughs) And then goes on to talk about planes, animals on planes. Somehow that's uh, come up. Come up. Uh, Let me just try it. Um, She found snide remarks about the cost of care, including from those who can well afford it, expectations that vets can find and solve the problem immediately mm-hmm. and conflict with owners who can become aggressive were among the key causes of mental distress. People also believe vets earned far more than they did. Yes. Mm. Yes. People have unrealistic expectations, said Hamilton, who surveyed 119 vets and 526 pet owners about experience and attitudes to veterinary care to try to better understand causes of poor well-being among vets. Clients, friends, and loved ones put expectations on vets that you're a miracle worker. Well, thank you. Yep, we do. Yep, yep, yep. We can. Yep, finally (laughs) acknowledged. And you should be able to meet my pet, do a 20-minute consultation. 20 minutes? Woo! Wow, hang on, where's... uh, Where do they work? (laughs) Not at the Port Melbourne or the Waverley Clinic. No, no. Uh, Diagnose my pet and give me a cure. Yeah, Monash University researchers previously identified the very high rate of suicide among vets compared with other professions. Dr. Bronwyn Orr, president of the AVA, said this research and the association's own work had led to the launch of an initially last month's month to address the veterinary mental health crisis. Orr said Australians acquiring large numbers of pets during lockdowns and other stress around practicing through the pandemic had exacerbated mental health issues for, pay, for vets. But the suicide problem had been recognised for a little while before that. A little while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Long while. Mm. How about for years. Yes. Yeah. Well, emphasising the many good aspects of the career, all said vets needed far greater support, support, including $3 million over five years to implement findings of the association's wellbeing research. A roundtable event later this year will also work on mental health solutions. It's a really stressful role. Obviously, we love it. We love animals. You wouldn't go into this if you didn't. And it's a long period of study requiring very high grade, she said. They're high achieving individuals who are at also incredible who are also incredibly empathetic and really care about animals and owners. The problem with that is when you get out there and start receiving some pretty hard treatment from clients. The mental health strains are also behind a very high attrition rate among vets, despite the minimum study required being four years. Young vets were particularly prone to falling out of the industry within three to five years due to mental health issues, or said. Melbourne vet Abby Main, Dr. Abby Main, said she had been attracted to the profession by interest in science and medicine and a love for animals, and because I feel that I make a real difference. There are many great things about my job. The purpose of making a difference to animals and people's families binds us together, she said. 
but addressing issues such as making vet services economically sustainable and accessible to all animals would help the mental health of vets, Dr. Main said. Clients should also understand that vets care very much about both animals and their families. They try to provide services they need, often in emergencies with budget limitations and not always in ideal conditions. Hamilton, founder of the campaign Love Your Pet, Love Your Vet, whose later research was sponsored by a major pet food company, said she had lost count the number of times I've heard of vets who have suicided. During counselling, she had spoken to vets who had lost multiple colleagues to suicide. There are 36 human specialists, and we expect vets to be all of this for multiple breeds and species. They are expected to be everything, Hamilton said. And what I should have said before starting the article is if any of this has been triggering for anyone or Mm. you feel you need support, um, certainly contact your local crisis support centre. Um, or lifeline in, in australia yep. that's lifeline on 13 11 14 yep absolutely so yeah it's disturbing stuff isn't it mate i mean not, not nothing new for us i suppose um but you know real juxtaposition of that article of a, a vet going through a lot of stress um you know perhaps meta media meta uh, pretty, uh i don't know the word i'm using but um but sort of a bit of stress by a mistake that she's made. Yes. Um, And then the second article saying, you know, there's a lot of stress that that, that vets are under, particularly young ones. I think um, my, my sister-in-law was telling me, um, she said, Oh, did you see the article in the age today? And I said, Lord, because it was, it was in the age. And I said, look, to be honest, I haven't, but you know, it's a terrible thing to say, but it's, it's still always the same stuff. Like we, every article, like at, yeah, I haven't got the solution for it, but saying the same stuff about it again and again and again is not going to change it. You know, like uh, uh, so, you and I were on the coal face of um of of working. I have heard nothing of what any of the strategy. Yeah, the ABA is talking about that they've got going to have three million dollars that they're going to be um spending on doing. Okay, so what? So what the? Yeah, I really want to swear about what the hell are you going to be trying to um trying to do? what are you what what are your plans um unfortunately as a as an industry we are in this situation where um where veterinary fees have gone up um veterinary fees have gone up because uh veterinary wages have gone up that doesn't mean they're all driving around in maseratis but they have but they have gone up um it's costing us so much more for us to get our our rent has gone up. Our electricity has gone up. Um, everything, every part of running a vet clinic has gone up. So therefore, it it, it has to cost more with what we're actually charging charging to the clients. Um, our our interest rates are starting to go up now, so our business loans are starting to go go, go up as well. So you know, like there's it, it is it is constantly going up. Three million dollars for sitting around and trying to help to um, with a you know, with mental health strategies is not going to stop the fact that it costs people money to get their animals cared for. And I get that, you know, the, the, the reality is, is that if you want to have a, a good, um, if you, if you want to have your, your pets being cared for um, and you want them to be cared for by people that actually care about what they're doing, you're going to have to pay for it. I'm sorry. You know, it just is, you know, I, I bust my ass for being a vet every single day I walk into that place but I think it's, re- and so do my staff. And I think it's reasonable that, you know, that they should be expected to be able to be uh, um, paid reasonably for what they're, for what they're doing. So, you know, I, I get it. You know, I don't, I don't know, Lewis, I don't have the, 
you know, it, it certainly triggers a lot of things for me, but I don't have the answer for it. But unfortunately it is, um, you know, people, people need to pay, but people do need to be respectful of the fact that, you know, it, it is going to cost money. Yeah. Look, I, I don't know, mate. I think maybe, maybe, you know, obviously I, I totally appreciate where, where you're coming from, but I think that the problem with the issue is, is there are so many issues, you know, it's not, yes. it's yeah, not right. just people have to pay for what they, you know, for coming to the vet. It's, it's, there's so much more to it that, that, that the vets are burning out. It's not, you know, if, if you made a good point, yeah, yeah. You know, if, if you made um, overnight, you said, all right, everything's free at the vet clinic. No, mm. you don't, the owners don't have to pay for anything. I, I just don't, I don't think that's, the going sure make life easier it'd be great you know mm. we wouldn't have to have those conversations we wouldn't have to euthanize anything because owners don't have money you know etc mm. and there are people that have pets that that just don't have the money and and that that's Absolutely. fine that, that's the whole yeah. whole cross cross section of society that you know if you know you, people say oh you shouldn't have a pet if you can't afford it. well to some people it's it's just a wonderful companionship and it's a great and they thing need for it. them exactly yeah. so yeah. So I, I'm not sure, you know, there are so many factors into it. And I, I think it's great that Nadine's done the research. And, and I do think it's good that the AVA is putting some money to try and find out and having these roundtables and having these discussions because, yes, they haven't got any solutions. And I think they're more than aware of that. And that's why mm. they're trying to do some research into it, doing some surveys because you ask me, what stresses me at work, it's going to be different to what stresses, you know, the, the 27 year old, mm. uh, you know, recent graduate that the female at, at the clinic or, or you who owns the, uh, the practice that's got to pay the other vets, that has got to, you know, keep, keep the lights on and, and, mm. and pay you, your loans. And, and, and I think that's the thing that, then it's all, all that whole gamut of right through that, you know, the people working in Port Melbourne who thankfully I've got clients who have the financial means to, to be able to afford to, to do the best for their pets usually, but yeah. then to the people who live out, you know, potentially in other suburb areas, out of, yeah. out of the other areas, lower that, socioeconomic, yeah, yeah. that the vets have to deal with a different situation there. So, so you ask me what, what's bothering me? Well, I'll have, I'll have my idea, but the person who works out, you know, in the, in the low socioeconomic area will have a different idea again. And then mm. the person who's out on the farm and, and the expectations from the farmer or the horse, you know, the horse owners, or mm. it, it's just, I, I think that's, that's the problem of it, you know, is it the fact that, that we euthanize animals every day and we see how peaceful it is when they go? Mm. Is it the fact that we've got access to the medications to, to know how to peacefully mm. help ourselves? That's a horrible mm. thing to say, and I'm sorry if that's yeah, yeah. triggering. I don't know if I should be saying that. I'm very not very skilled in this area. So Yeah, yeah. No, no, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People that upsetting please please contact your crisis center but you know and you know there's 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 the yes there's the the pay aspect on it but there's an the, the hours aspect of it the people who work in emergency centers they cop a lot of flack from owners that mm. expect to be fixed for, for little money but yeah they're there they're at 3am in the morning with yep. a whole surgery suite and, and a ct scanner and an ultrasound and they've got all this equipment that needs yeah. to be up to date so they can deal with those emergencies where people have the means to pay but then people come in who don't have the means, and 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 they get they cop the, cop the grief of of everyone not being able to save save their beloved pet for for, for no no, no recompense yeah, for no, at all. Yeah. yeah. So I, there's so many things, and and yeah, it's 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 very us easy for me to sit on or us to sit behind our microphones and say, oh, what are they doing about it? Well, mm. 
it's such a big area. And and yeah. the more I sort of look into it, and the more I read about it, and the more, you know, certainly from my perspective, something that helps me is actually having the podcast with you, mate. For sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, that that helps me. So mm. how do the AVA know that that's going to help? Oh, so what? There's going to be, you know, every vet's going to have a podcast now. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, geez, you said yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a second. We're not going to be the voice behind Siri. If that happens, <laughs> So um, I, yeah. I, I I think you you know and hashtag and, yeah, so, over yeah yeah well so, sorry for going off on my tangent no no no, but, no 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 but but your your thing of um of of why you know why are they burning out that's that's exactly the thing you know why is it that people are getting into the profession and 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 why are they burning out you know is it because of yeah. You know, yeah, is it the expectation of what they thought it was going to be coming in? Is mm. it what it actually turns out to be once they get here? Is it because it's changed from when, you know, like I think um I know when when I graduated, my bosses said, Oh my goodness, you guys have got things so much better than what it was 20 years ago when we graduated. Well, now we look at it and we go, Oh my mm. goodness, yeah, you, know, you guys have got things so much better than what it was 20 years ago when mm. we graduated. Mm. And that's and that's a, 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 a progression of what happens as as time and society goes on. But it it does seem like the the pressures of being a vet have gone up and up and up and up and up as time goes on. And I think it's expectation that we have of ourselves of what we can do, as well as the expectation of what our clients think we should be able to do as well. I think it's a lot of, um, there's an awful lot of, there's a lot of pressure coming from a lot of different situations. And unfortunately, yeah, pressure from lots of different directions often then leads to, you know, leads to problems. And no matter whether or not you're a vet or you're a, you know, you, you work at, you know, the service station or whatever, if you're getting pressured from lots of different directions, it makes it bloody hardness. And if you have gone to uni for four or five years and then suddenly you come out and go, holy crap, this is stressful, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, yeah, it, it's, as you it's, say, it's, it's really it's so it's so multifactorial. I think it, it is. So yeah. it does need a lot of work behind it. You know, is it does it come back to the actual entry to the vet school that that we're picking the wrong graduates? I mm. don't know. Who knows? You're picking all the people who are perfectionists, get really good scores. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't you know. That, that's that's the thing, mate. It's it's so multifactorial, and um and yeah, you know, there's some ideas that that certainly people have about the handling of of the medications that we use for euthanasia and, and that sort of thing, which, which is all good. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, it, it's great. I, I think it's great that, that the AVA is, is putting some money in and trying to bring some, they bring some research, bring a new initiative to it because somebody's got to do something. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and the fact that this is in the newspaper, yeah, you're right, mate. It's, it's all the same sort of stuff again, but if putting that in the newspaper, if you're yeah. putting the newspaper brings it in front of another 10,000 pet owners who mm. go, oh, hang on. All right. When I go to the vet, yeah, I'm stressed about what's going on in my life, but I'm not going to put that onto the, the vet at that time because I read the article in the paper. Yeah, maybe that helps, you know, a little bit, it's, you know. It'd yeah. probably be a thing where that article, we should be cutting it out and sticking up in the waiting room at the vet clinics too. Maybe, maybe. Well, you know, more likely is the fact that we have brought it to attention on the podcast. Millions of Or listeners. especially through Siri. Yeah, yes, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Rant over, I reckon, mate. That's yeah. uh, that's really touches a raw, raw, you know, thing, thing with us. But I think the thing that got me started was the just the juxtaposition of of two sort of separate articles, just sort of giving 
different views on where we come from in the profession, you know, and, yeah. um, and with all our rant, my ramblings, I think it's time for the disclaimer, mate. Yeah. So all advice on the show is generally in nature. So please consult your veterinarian before following advice for your pet with your best provide the most up-to-date information. But as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we missed anything or if you need any clarification. All righty. Now I reckon we're, uh, we're uh, pretty well done our time today. I, reckon, yeah. I think so. We did, we did get a lovely, uh, just showing you how up to date and uh, yeah. non-busy we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lovely message from uh, Lizzie Ellis. Uh, oh, thanks, yeah. Lizzie. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, netballer, probably. Do you think? Awesome. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah maybe. Could be. Liz Ellis probably probably doesn't understand that because she, oh, no, she's an Aussie. Liz Ellis, thank you. If it's you. Thank you, all, Liz. Liz Ellis, the, she, the Australian netball champion. Champion, yeah. yes. Goal shooter, goal attacker, I wouldn't know. One of them. <laughs> anyway. On the 10th of January. So right up oh, today. Crikey. Yeah, yeah oh. now we're now in June. We forgot to check our Instagram messages. Um, hey, fellas, just wanted to send a quick message to say thanks heaps for your podcast. I'm a oh, fellow. Thanks, Liz. Yeah. I'm a fellow Aussie and veterinary professional living in the UK. I think hey. she's, a, she's a registered vet nurse. And so listening to your podcast has been an entertaining. Hey. Informative. Oh, Wow. Nostalgic, nostalgia, nostalgia. That'd be your wow. pop culture references, mate. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Uh, heartwarming. Oh, oh. and all round fan, bloody tastic. Listen, Woo! how about hey. that? What a rap. Hey, Liz, Liz, can you, can you let Christina know that too? Because she don't, <laughs> doesn't reckon I'm any of those things. <laughs> can you cut and paste that on our iPhone <laughs> review page or whatever it is? Podcast. The perfect mix of educational veterinary contact with a cheeky could have been feels. Oh, could've the could have beans. The could have yeah. beans. Yeah, that's nice. It was particularly special for me to hear Robbie speak about working in my board and bred hometown of Warrigal. Hey, keep the stories coming. So thanks, guys. Keep up the excellent work. And if there's any possibility that you could put Deb on the podcast, been Deb a on couple the podcast. of years. Why Be not? Much appreciated. I thought that was even more fan bloody tastic. Uh, cheers, Lizzie Ellis. Good on you, Lizzie. Thanks, Lizzie. Well, hopefully, you're still listening. Yeah. Hopefully, you're still listening. Six months since you said us. Hopefully, you're still finding us. Fan <laughs> bloody tastic. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even after the rant we've gone on today. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, it's, uh, well, yeah. well um, it's important. Yeah. Hey, and so if you'd like to um, get in contact with us, you can uh, send us an email at uh, twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us a message on Instagram now that we're checking it, just like Lizzie did. Um, <laughs> find us at uh, you know, search for Two Vets Talk Pets on Instagram. Um, I'll put a couple of videos up of the Whippet. I was going to do um, do, do some other ones uh, the other day and then, um, yeah, realised that the house wasn't clean enough to pass the uh, the inspection <laughs> yep, for, the, for, for, for the arbiter of social media to, uh, to let it through. So, I, I will clean the hallway and then because I've, I've given her a, um, a little treat ball. Um, and so I've been putting um, little tiny little puppy puppy treats in the treat yep. ball. And so it's been a battle between her and Rosie. So, um, so, so that's, so that's great. Well, um, well, if you could, um, if you could get some shots just with that, uh, some of those Leanne Moriarty books that you've got in the background of the, of the, uh, on the bookshelf there, mate, just to, just to show you cerebral depth of oh, reading, mate, like, you know, take off the, 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 
Tchaikovsky, uh, the the Tolstoy's, you know, Crime and Punishment. Take that one off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just put one. the the Leanne Moriarty ones and the David Baldacci, you know, well, ones that ones ones there, mate. And uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Just move those ones to the side. To the, the side, a little bit. Ones. Yeah. So the interesting thing yeah. is, right? So if I if I lift if I lift the camera, that's not up, helping because the, the list, listeners can't hear. No, I know, but if I, but, but 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 you can describe it at the top shelf there. Uh, it's the, yeah, Dan Brown, Dan Brown. Yes, yeah, I can well, see that. It's yeah, the, the, yeah. the foot. Jackie Collins, Jackie the, Collins, I can the, see. The four uh, works of the, of the Walking Dead, Why the Last Man, oh, The Watchman, yes. uh, Batman. Oh, hang on, that's, what's, that's what's that one? Shelf at the what's, top. what's that one? Uh, veterinary work for dummies. Oh, yes, mate, oh, yeah. that's a oh, good one. There you go, your textbook's up there. It's too much. You beauty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All righty, guys. Excellent. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll catch you again soon. We'll scratch you later. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at Vet Behaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.